friends, I am so excited to share this episode with you. It was such a pleasure to get to talk to Bavisha because I think there's this desire for a lot of people to move into a career or work that feels really aligned. And it makes sense. It's the the thing that we do when we spend a, a huge chunk of our time on and it makes such a an impact on our legacy. And so we had such a good conversation. I'm so excited to have her back on the podcast. After we stopped recording, we even had so many more nuggets of a uh, good conversation. And I'm just so thrilled to introduce her, start bringing some incredible podcast guests on and to really provide the container and the space for her to share this incredible message and this incredible way that you can feel supported if you're looking for a change or if you're unsure if you should change your career or your work and how you might be able to step into something that feels incredibly aligned and incredibly amazing for your everyday life and your future. So listen in. Welcome to the Deliciously Alive podcast, where we explore what's possible when we allow ourselves the full human experience. My name is Sarah Campbell, and I'm your host. Each week, my guests and I will be sharing real and actionable insights on how to tap into your desires, feel truly alive, adventurous, and inspired to take action. I believe to my core that a vibrant, radiant, delicious life is possible for you. So pull up a comfy seat or join me on your favorite walk and we'll take this wild, messy, brilliant journey to living a life that lights us up together. Hello, everybody. I am so excited you're here today. One, because this is a topic that I think a lot of people have really expressed to me that they're working through. And two, because this is actually the first guest episode on the podcast. So I'm so excited to um, to introduce you to someone that has been in my orbit for a little while. And I'm just so incredibly grateful for her spending the time to talk us through today on her area of expertise. And so this is Bavisha Larson. She is the CEO and head coach of Zero Mondays. After struggling for 13 years in her career, Bavisha pushed herself to get obsessed with finding her purpose in life, break free from social norms, and find a job that didn't feel as soulless and misaligned to who she was. So Bavisha started to follow her curiosity and try and figure out what else she could do through research and experimentation. Her journey took her from baking to jewelry design to an avocado farm in California to spinning vinyl records as a DJ. She deeply believes that our purpose leaves clues and that having a sense of adventure and following the crumbs of our interests is how we get here. Now she's sharing what she's learned with the wider world so you can find the work that lights you up without having to struggle and figure it out all on your own. Babisha, thank you so, so much for being here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm excited to be your first guest. Yeah, my pleasure. <laughs> and I am so excited to dig into this because I think we have a few things in common. So this is okay. going to be really fun. So what drew me to your message in the first place, and we kind of, I had seen you on Instagram and you were sharing your message and the work that you do, and you were teaching about how you can still have 
a beautiful, incredible career and life while working a traditional job. And I think that this is so powerful because in the space that we live in now, a lot of people are transitioning and listening to hearing this message that they can have their own business. And while that's completely true, and I love business, I'm an entrepreneur, it's not the right fit for everybody. And I think there's a lot of pressure to feel that it should fit everybody. And so it's, and I would really love to hear your perspective today about why entrepreneurship isn't the only way to enjoy your life and how you can find a career that you love. So tell us about your perspective and your journey a bit. Yeah, sure. I I love that you noticed that in my messaging, because even I, when I was putting my own message together, there's a view, and I'm assuming by traditional career, you know, for me, that shouts corporate and nine to five and office jobs and things like that, which is where my journey actually started. But I love that you found that from my message because my message isn't quit corporate and it's not just everyone go quit your jobs. It's more do the inner work to understand what motivates you and what you enjoy doing, where your energy comes from, but not like what I what I call like surface like I like strategic thinking and problem solving it's more the deeper inner work what motivates you in this world like what world things make you really angry that you want to make a difference to and it doesn't have to be like a huge wide world problem it can just be the stuff around you and so once you figure out the bits that you put together on know what sparks your energy what makes you drain like what are your values and how you want to work every day versus what might you might you be misaligned to right now if you're not happy what are your strengths and what comes easily to you putting that together with a deeper motivation to me is what makes a, a life with work and like a work as an extension of you like more enjoyable and doable every day where you then naturally find something that you can earn income and money from that's going to keep you happy. So sounds a bit, I think I made that sound more complex, but I think to me, it's a business isn't for everybody. And I also really, that message makes me angry too. Entrepreneurship and owning a business is really difficult and involves like array of skills. But if you know what your like unique talent is that you can exchange it can be exchanged for money in multiple different ways whether it's setting up your own business partnering someone or providing a service for somebody else's business it's okay as long as you're really clear on what like makes you tick then that's the important bit and in the traditional world of corporate like so many people are needed right now because that's where there's a lot of change as well whether it's you know, diversity, inclusion, corporate or someone in HR or someone like me, which I still do a corporate job, but I do it in something I enjoy. And the person who I am there is who I want to be and the impact I want to have on the other person or my colleague that's sitting next to me. And that's kind of where I've come to. I love that. I love that you, you made note about that energetic piece too, because I actually have always been entrepreneurial, but I've done a lot of uh, my time in corporate and uh, municipal services as well. And so in more of your traditional nine to five Mm. and you can, there is a difference of how you show up when you are 
when you're connected to what you're doing and you're enjoying what you're doing, there is an element of work doesn't feel like work in traditional work job as well. When I was in municipal services, I loved what I did and I felt like I wasn't working. And so I feel like sometimes people just need a little hope that that's possible for them because maybe they have found themselves in a misaligned area. And I think that energetic piece of having that hope that you can find a place that you can do work that energizes you and you don't have to be an entrepreneur. It's just such a, a valuable message and it changes everything. If you're showing up, I think it's, it's kind of like that quote, you know, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. If you really are energetically boosted by something and you can usually feel the cues, if you pay attention of what you uh, you know, you get done doing yeah. and you're like, oh, you're on a high a little <laughs> bit, right? Yeah, and you can, exactly. you can find that. It's not just, yeah. yeah. So I love this. And so tell me about, because it, you mentioned it in your bio, uh, tell me about following your curiosity. This, mm-hmm. I love this concept mm-hmm. and curiosity is one of my personal core values. So I'd love to hear your take on how that fits into finding a a job and a career and a role that you really love yeah I love just for me it's the same like curiosity is just such a powerful word like if we all approach something with curiosity rather than a goal like it completely changes your perspective on something but in this work like for me curiosity is really key so it can come in any forms like just paying attention to what makes you interested a really simple example I think Groupon is a company in many different countries right do you have it in Canada we do yeah like I would scroll through Groupon and like I found a ukulele lesson curious really interested like I did it because why not right (laughs) or um you know the adventures that you called out the beginning like yeah everyone has this perspective that wouldn't it be really nice to have a cafe or bake cookies every day Mm -hmm. um so I I came across someone who does it friend of a friend through my mom or something and he had just left his recruitment corporate job and started a business baking cookies and I was like that sounds really interesting can I just come see what you do like it just sounds interesting I was curious and I went there and I spent the day with him and I came away going a I would rather eat them than do that every day (laughs) like (laughs) My, and my, you know, the excitement was coming more from it was cookies, not like every morning you have to do the same thing repetitively, probably early in the morning and it gets really hot in the kitchen and it's quite tiring. And I wouldn't be able to do that day in, day out. Like I need variety. And B, it also taught me that um, it's really hard to set up a business like that. He was very, he's doing really well now. He was in his early days. Um, And So just by following that interest I had, I learned from it in a very low risk way. It was a Saturday. I didn't have to quit my job to find any of that out. And I I learned from it and you start to pull like different, you learn more about you and what you're looking for. You kind of put the little pieces of the puzzle together. Um, Another version of curiosity, and I think I did an Instagram post on this like a couple of weeks ago, is jealousy. You notice some of these, and again, we go back to energetic things. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm. Yeah. Like I saw uh, Brian Cox presenting about the universe on a stage, and I was like, I wish I could be on a stage and talk. And it's just, you know, I think it's just one is becoming really aware, like what is making you curious. Mm. Is it like a course on neuroscience or something, or? something that you've seen someone do and to just follow it and see where it goes and it might not go anywhere but it might be really really insightful to something that you enjoy doing I love that and so when you were talking about jealousy was that paying attention to what makes you jealous because that's probably a key indicator that it's something that you're interested in yeah I think sometimes I think sometimes it is yeah like absolutely who, who around you is doing we see it a lot in the business world, right? Like yeah. who around you is doing something that's, um, sorry, I mean like online business, people follow and stuff. Who around you is doing something that looks, you're like, oh, I wish I could do that. I think that's where jewel, my jewelry design came from. <laughs> so <was> like, hey, <laughs> I I love this. We have so, yeah. So I actually owned a jewelry design business in my previous oh, amazing. world of life yeah. and also have a, an interest in DJing. So I'm like, oh my gosh, we <laughs> have really like cool. so many of the same yeah. interests, but yeah, it does. It's like, it's like you look at what's being done out in the world. And I love that you shared about the experience that you had with cookies, because I think sometimes people think when I say follow your curiosity, that it has to involve this major change, that they have to uproot their life, that they have to commit to this new thing. They don't even know if they like, but following your curiosity can look like going and spending the day with a friend at their business, taking a ukulele class. And I love that about you is that you allow yourself the ability to dabble and see what fits without a huge like over your head that it has to be forever and it has to be momentous in some way shape or form and that is such a good takeaway for everyone listening is that in order to find out what you love you don't have to uproot your whole life you Mm -hmm. just have to dabble and I love the idea about Groupon it's such a good idea I want to go do that now (laughs) because it's such a low barrier of entry with things like that right yeah and and that's what like part of my program I call them curious adventures but really I call it low risk testing because it scares everybody right yeah you exactly your point you don't have to make big changes you can do testing yeah like use your annual leaves use your Saturdays use your Sundays use your network friend of a friend on Facebook if there's something you're interested in call them write it on your Facebook or Instagram wherever and see what comes out of the woodwork but worst case scenario like your cookie explanation, you, yeah. you just, you find something's not for you and, and that's okay. That's yeah, exactly. But you gave yourself the opportunity. And mm-hmm. I think that that ability to test and try takes the fear and the daunt, the dauntingness. I don't know if that's a word, mm-hmm. but the, <laughs> okay. the dauntingness of, of exploring that about yourself. Yeah. So when it comes to finding a career that you enjoy, it's aligned to who you are, what does that look like? Especially because you described that you found that for yourself. I think, and I noticed like some of our conversation. So for me, it's like, 
help bringing together your values, like how you want to show up every day and what's important to you, understanding your strengths, what comes easily to you, what brings you energy and your deeper motivation and trying to put that into a view of what that could mean in the world of work that we have today. I think there's a common thread or a theme that you have to have in 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 what you do um, in order to align pieces of your life to you and all of those things will help you understand more about who you are. I do also agree with your idea of still finding joy in the everyday and I think they kind of go hand in hand like when you get more comfortable with who you are, what you want, what you like doing it might not mean making big changes. It might mean making small changes and just being aware of those things that you can do. So for example, there's someone I know in my office who works in finance, but is also a meditation mindfulness teacher and yoga teacher outside of her finance job. She brought for mental health awareness week, meditation into the boardroom, right? And it's just making those tweaks where you can start to bring more of you into your job even if you're not ready or you want to make big changes there's things that you can do once you start to get clear on who you are and how you can find that and if they are big changes then they're kind of the steps that we talk through on how to get there Mm, I love those markers that you shared about you know it doesn't align with my values Is this Mm -hmm. something that energizes me? Those are such good just reference points to be aware of when you're evaluating, am I somewhere that I want to be? And so when we think about the flip side of the coin, Mm -hmm. how does someone know or what are some of those key indicators for someone when they are somewhere that they maybe aren't? where they should be. And I say should loosely, I don't really love that word, but when it's not feeling aligned and how do we make a decision that we'll be happy with for the path forward? How do we feel that we've made the right decision and that we know that we see the indicators, we know this isn't where we want to be or need to be. And, and we give ourselves that we're able to, to take that commitment forward in a different direction because we're clear with ourselves that it's not where we should be. So how do we make that decision or how do we know? Yeah, it's a really good question. I think my advice would be to, there are some common signs that I've felt and then I see similar people, uh, people in similar situation feel. I would say like, look out for a recurring pattern of these so you know we all have phases of really bad times at work it's probably not the one-off it's probably the patterns that you see coming over and again I personally saw them even when I moved jobs and country but stayed in the same career path I saw the same patterns coming up over again I think I'd look out for things like more of the time feeling more drained in what you're doing versus energized most of the time feeling like like the misaligned values thing so you know top my top values are trust honesty curiosity and I didn't have a lot of those in the job that I had a few years ago when I moved Uh, so look at 
the values I think you're you know are you calling your best friends and your mama or your family up or you know close people to you saying like you're really not happy and is this happening more often than none and just not being able to feel fully yourself like this mask that we walk around with where you don't feel like you can really say something or say how you feel or be yourself and bring your whole self to work I think those are all feeling bored like they're all signs that it might be time to have a look at what you're you know what you're doing a lot a lot of people also have Sunday scaries right all the time just feeling really like again some of this is is not like if you're worried about Monday and a bit anxious about it you should look for something else but you've got to tell if those signs are a lot like if it's really bad and it's every t- every week and you know during the week nothing's getting better and you're numbing yourself with Netflix, then there might be some signs there. Yeah, totally. And it's interesting too, the, the story that you shared with your friend that was a, when you said bring your whole self to work, I thought that was really interesting because when I reflect on my careers and the different places that I have spent my time in the working space, the ability to be myself and bring my whole self to work really does make such a huge difference. And I'm reminded of the the story that you just shared about your friend who was able to bring that mindfulness to the board. Mm-hmm. What a great experience to have a business or a company to work for that can support all the pieces of you that make you, you, and that, that can add to the value of the community of, of, of their space. And so it's such an incredible story. So why do you think people stay? And I am so guilty of, I'm definitely, you know, I've, I've had my struggle with people pleasing. So there's that, but I, there's another part of me that is so, has that adventure and that curiosity bug that I'm frequently the one that friends are looking at and and they'll say to me, like, how did you get into Mm -hmm. that? Or why did you do that? So when you think about people who are experiencing this, uh, you know, this boredom, this, the Sunday scaries, those things, Mm -hmm. why do people stay? Mm. And I struggle with that because I'm on the other end where I de- I usually won't. I'll usually follow my curiosity and adventure and I'm willing to take risks. But why do people stay in those unfulfilling and misaligned jobs? You know, we all have to pay our rent. I have to pay my rent too. But what makes the difference between someone is okay with taking a risk and, and trying something new? And then why is it such a struggle for some people to Uh, believe that they that that's possible for them so I think and what I've seen and actually I ran a survey on this the number one reason I got back was money Mm, of course (laughs) um especially you know those of us who come from you know I came from a high-paying corporate job with a load of benefits it's really hard to leave um we call it like golden handcuffs so there's a number of common reasons I see. One is money. One is like another one is age. Or I've been in this career for X number of years. I've invested in it. How can I leave that now? Um, mm-hmm. a bit. Is it too late for me to change career? There's a lot of fear 
like I don't feel am I going to be good enough am I making the right decision that holds us back for a long time as well like Mm -hmm. is there something else out there for me it came to I have no idea what else I could do and I say stuff and I think generally I don't want to downplay the fact of security and the money thing either um people have families people need to support in specific uh, situations I think there's also an element and I saw it in myself and I see it in people around me and clients I work with it's it's comfortable like weirdly and we do this in probably not just work or career situations it's easier to stay because it's what you know Mm mm-hmm Um, And I recognize that's an incredibly privileged statement for me to say that, like that is the epitome of privilege. And there's definitely an element of, you know, if you are living somewhere, if you are part of a culture, if you are, Mm -hmm. you know, underrepresented in some way, shape or form Mm -hmm. to be able to take risks, there's an added element there. Yeah. And that's definitely something that I have recognized. Yeah. Um, but I just. I'm glad you called that out. Like yeah, I recognize a, it in myself too. And we are mm-hmm. lucky to to have the choice. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the other thing I would say on uh, is, and this I think applies to different situations, is not knowing what else is out there. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that I really want to help people with is seeing that there is a plan B. Mm-hmm. Like there is, there are other options that like, you'll be surprised at what people can do and the, the skills that people have that can bring you an income that is sustainable that you may not have known about. So it is about like also exploring those other avenues that can, that are out there that you might not have seen before or just been exposed to before do you think that people get overwhelmed too yes the because you know yeah I think we're lucky again we're in a world of so much choice yeah it's good problems but it's overwhelming in a bit probably to know where to go or what to choose yeah like I get really frustrated when I see these ads I see them in the London underground like some recruitment site has like hundreds and thousands they they pride themselves on their marketing that they have a hundred thousand or million jobs available that is overwhelming and you look through look through jobs jobs uh, like role profiles and you start to go that's not really for me or I'm not qualified enough and so what I like my message is to do the inner work and then look outside because it's really overwhelming to go from all of these choices what could I do yeah that actually Um, leads me to my next question which was how to like how does someone make that decision or when they make that decision to change their career what does that that transition look like is it a lot of soul searching and the inner work Mm -hmm. up front and then getting that certainty of self then making the move or is it more of the testing and the trying and then kind of finding your way through lots of trial and error and evolution of figuring out little bits and pieces that contribute to what you love. So I think um, it can look different for different people. Like I've had people I've worked with who 
actually deep down knew what they wanted to do and it more verified or validated some of their options I do think it's important to do the inner work so you do have that self-awareness about what you are looking for and then the action plan like I mentioned doesn't have to be like a big exit plan it can also be more tweaking or shifts or seeing what is possible in the remit that you are in now and obviously you can make the dabbling period as long or as short as you feel like it needs to be for me I probably could dabble forever because I just enjoy learning new things and trying new experiences (laughs) so you got to keep a sense check on it but um I think it will look different for each person depending on where they are at in their journey and how near or far they find themselves when they do some of the dabbling work and the awareness and self-discovery. Hmm. I guess that actually makes it's kind of got my wheels turning about the, the question we were just talking about about why do why don't people leave and if the first step is to do that inner work figure out what lights you up, figure out what it is that is most closely aligned to you as a person, your values Mm -hmm. and such, then for the people that are having a harder time feeling confident and comfortable to make that switch, I love that you shared that the dabbling can last as, as shorter, as long as you want. And so that gives the people that maybe aren't ready to just do the inner work, recognize something about themselves and just make the change. It doesn't have to be that way. And that makes this whole approach of shifting, shifting careers, shifting jobs so much more approachable because you're doing that identifying piece, but then you're also, you have this transition time. That's like kind of a safe runway yeah, to what it is that you've uncovered in yourself. And so maybe that does help with the people that, that stay or that would feel comfortable, would feel um, more inclined to stay because of, for whatever reason, finances, like no availability of of what they want, whatever it is, it gives them that runway that they can custom to themselves. So I love how you put like the safe runway. Mm. I really like how you phrase that. Um, I think that's exactly it. Like, I think there's a practical approach and then there's your intuition, like spiritual approach to it that you put together. So it's important to put the facts on paper. So once you know what you want to do, understand how long it might take to get there, what the investment might look like and what you're earning now, like put the facts on paper. What do you need to do your everyday things? and and pay what you need to pay and and what does that trajectory look like so I think it's important to to do that and and really look at what your actionable plan could look like and then I think there's a sense check into your intuition or your gut to go am I like is what's holding me back now more fear and some of my limiting beliefs versus just these things that I've put on paper like it's important to sense check otherwise you will stay stuck for a lot longer again I did that I've been there and and done that so yeah that's kind of what I would look at yeah I say this because that was one of the first and I mentioned it in the podcast episode um, into the unknown 
that I had a friend and she had shared something with me about what she wanted to do. And it was totally, it's an existing thing. It's not something off the wall that, that wasn't, you know, proven in the marketplace. And at the end of the day, or at the end of this experience, she, for whatever reason, didn't feel that she could make that change for herself. And it was heartbreaking for me because I could see, I'm like, oh, this dream landed and ended with me, this conversation (laughs) with me. And I was just like, oh, the world is missing out if you don't do this because you're so passionate about it. And maybe that message of having that runway, having all the things that you just shared would have made that a possibility for her. And so I'm just yeah. you know, reflecting on this is 15, 20 years ago, but yeah. it just, yeah, it, it's just, it's such important work because I feel so strongly that we all come with things that light us up and, and to be able to identify that and, and find our way there is such whether it's business or a career or volunteering or whatever it is or raising a family to find ourselves there is really our life's work our legacy really because it's we're so tuned in energetically to what it is that we love and lights us up that we just create this incredible ripple effect that mm-hmm. can't be duplicated can't be fate because of our love and, and, you know, passion about a particular thing. And so it just hurts me so much (laughs) that experience that I just don't want that for anybody. I want people to feel safe in making that transition. And so I just love everything that we're talking about. Yeah. And there there are middle options, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It has to be something that's comfortable to the person, whether it's going more part-time or doing something else at the same time like there are middle options it's not either or and it's trying to work out what is the right option for you yeah so if people identify and this is something that I've struggled with too um and I imagine probably you too seeing how the the different things that you've dabbled in but for people who identify as multi-passionate or Mm -hmm. they're just they they love digging into all the things maybe they like what they do, but they want to explore other things. Is there room for exploring all the things, adventuring, trying things, but also still having a career and family? And is there room for that, I guess, while you still have this amazing career? Yeah, I think there absolutely is. I get asked the question a lot, like how to identify career versus a hobby or like passion versus a hobby and stuff like that. Uh, Again, my answer is go speak to someone who's doing it try it test it understand like DJing for me is a hobby not a career I do sometimes think about like I don't know maybe that again there's a middle option like having throwing a big party every year with my husband because we both DJ and that will fuel enough of what I want right but I don't have to go look for weddings to go DJ at or something right there's my Teaching career Sarah that's my income stream <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I think you have to try and filter out like your hobbies, your passions versus to me, a career and work is what are you going to going to exchange and value for money and income? Like what's your income stream? 
Mm. Um, and then what else do you want to have around that that you just want to enjoy and not have to make money off but it's your hobby and you enjoy doing it and you need to keep time for it I have heard like there's different terminology for multiple income streams like a portfolio career or a multi-passionate career or you know somewhere where you have you're doing very different things. I'm trying to think of an example, like, you know, I met someone who's a transformation coach, but also a radio show host, um, ran retreats, etc. I think my view is to still, like, once you know what your common theme and thread are, like most of those things will normally lead back to that anyway. And if you find something that works with you, that's two very different jobs that you enjoy like I'm actually doing it now (laughs) and you can do it like why not like again we're all for breaking down the social norms like why do you have to just do one thing if there's something that you can do that works for you and works with your lifestyle and you're happy doing it then do two do three things like if you can figure that out like there's no rules here it's whatever works for you so speaking of this So how do you help your clients with Zero Mondays? What is the work that you're doing with them together to get them into this place where they have this aligned work that they feel really good about? So I basically, like, we go through a sequence process. And I, depending on if I'm doing a group or one-to-one, I tailor it uh, depending on what the person needs. But The steps I normally go through are like first to get out of your head and go back into your heart and reconnect with your intuition. What those things deep down you might have shut down that really does bring you joy, you know, try and figure out those deeper motivations or I have different tools to do that. I then work with them on like cleaning the blockers, I call it. So like what might be holding them back. Some of the things we talked about, money, age, fear, trying to separate the real stuff that we need to put some practical plans against versus some of the stuff that might be just beliefs that like self-worth or something they need to work on or perspectives that we need to explore in the dabbling or the adventures. Um, I then help them shortlist and create like look at the curious adventures and the dabbling. I help show them ways where they can do that, tools to connect with different people to make that. Again, you and me are probably used to doing this and free to reach out to people. It's not, it's really scary for others to try and support them and provide tools and templates and things for that and where they can go look for somebody who might be doing something that they're interested in. Um, And then we piece it all together and create like a mission statement or a personal vision again, which is what we've been talking about through this whole thing and then create an action plan. So again, what does that safe runway look like that we've talked about? Is it an exit plan? Is it more of a transition? Is it more of a tweaking? How do we make the next steps tangible? And I put my analytical IT brain back in there (laughs) project management whatever you want to call it and you know go back to something more tangible what's going to help them with accountability their allies and stuff like that um so that's the that's kind of the bulk of the work that I do to help people understand their value strengths etc and put it into something that works for them I love that and that's really it really does create that environment of safety Mm -hmm. and feeling really seen and heard through the process, but also being able to feel incredibly 
supported like logistically function wise so that they can really get into the heart of it, but then also take the steps because sometimes people can do the deep work and digging and they know what they like, but they just don't have the support or the accountability or the, like the practical steps and Mm -hmm. tools to actually take those actions toward what it is their dreams are. And then some people are willing to take the action, but they just, they can't quite access what it is that is going to feel aligned for them. And, and so being able to go through both of those, I imagine your clients feel really supported. So yeah. it's such great work that you're doing. Thank you. So if people are interested and I'm sure that they are, what, how do people follow you more, connect with you, mm-hmm. learn more about what it is that you're doing? Yeah, sure. Um, so we are on Instagram, like most companies now at Zero Mondays. Um, but I also, I think I, I will send you the link. Um, if anyone is thinking about a career change, I've put together a workbook with the help of nine other people who've been through career changes themselves um, and shared their knowledge and advice in that um, workbook. And it's free to download so we can share that link as well. That's perfect. I'll put it, I'll make sure it gets into the show notes. And so for anyone listening, definitely go and download that resource. I know that this is something that is not just one person. I I've had conversations with friends and peers and family members that I know that this is something that is important for people across the board to enjoy their life, to have an incredibly delicious Mm -hmm. life. And it's just so fantastic that this support is available to go through that because it is scary. And so thank you so much for all the work that you do and for being here today. So well, thank you. Thank you. I love this conversation. Um, and I'm glad we found our commonalities too. And, and it was a really interesting conversation. So thank you so much. And thanks for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to the Deliciously Alive podcast with me today. We hope it brought value to you and created a bit of inspiration and encouragement that will move you into action. For more, you can head on over to deliciouslyalive.com forward slash guide to get our free resource guide that will show you actionable ways to live an incredible life, as well as check out all the links and resources in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone you know who would love it too or leave a rating and review. It means the world to us and gives us feedback on what to do more of. That's all for this episode. So till next time, stay curious, be brave, and take inspired action toward that delicious life meant especially for you.